Pei. <clears throat> Today we are going to learn about, we're going to talk a lot about children, and we're going to talk about the effects of violence on children, and then what you can do to begin reversing that and begin helping your child heal. So when I say violence, um, it might not it might not even be physical violence it might not be physical it might not be sexual it might just be emotional you might you might not think of emotional abuse as violence but it is also violence and it is the emotional abuse is just as harmful as the physical and the sexual so yeah um just i guess I'm gonna, so I'm gonna read the, I'm gonna read a handout to you entitled "Effects of Violence on Children." Um, and whenever I read the word violence, just think abuse, abuse of any kind. Um, and yeah, I mean, if I could give any message to the people in my family who are still um living under the abuse of my father it would be it would be it would absolutely be this handout um yeah i i don't i don't know whether or not um they would be at the point of being able to hear this message, but I have full faith that at some point they will, they will be able to heal, they will be able to hear this. And um, right now, personally, I'm just relying on God's timing. Um, in, in his timing, this message will be received and they will find freedom and healing. So without further ado, oh, sorry about that loud thud there. Without further ado, um, here is the handout. So it says, effects of violence on children. Growing up in a violent home is devastating to a child's sense of well-being and self-esteem. These children are less likely to receive the essentials of self-esteem, more likely to have been labeled in negative and inaccurate terms, and more likely to be influenced by negative role models. These violent families are not intentionally bad families, but rather families overwhelmed and thus distracted from children's needs and incapable of meeting them. Lessons children learn in violent homes. I am to blame for my family's problems. Everything would be much better if I hadn't been born. In troubled families, when something goes wrong, the first thing to do is assign blame. The person most likely to be blamed is the weakest, smallest, least powerful. 
the child. No one else has the problems we have in my family. I am alone. Troubled families do not talk about their problems. Denial becomes the rule. Delusion becomes the truth. This really isn't happening to me. It must all be in my head. Sometimes a child is so overwhelmed by a sense of isolation and unreality that he slash she is convinced that the problem must be imaginary. They often deny any problems and insist that they live in a perfect family. I am insignificant and worthless, so I must justify my existence. Children in violent homes have too many demands to fulfill. Rather than viewing the situation as unreasonable, they view themselves as failures. When forced to side with one parent against the other, they are expected to despise one parent, thus despising part of themselves. I have no control over my life. Once a victim, always a victim. Creative solutions to problems are neither pursued nor encouraged. Children learn that their parents, um, that children learn that their parents' inadequate ways of coping with life's stresses are the only ways of coping. Violence is normal. It's okay to hit, especially in the name of love. The next page is entitled Secondhand Abuse, The Painful Legacy of Witnessing Domestic Violence by Barbara Corey, M.A. Children of violence do not learn boundaries. Abused children learn extreme behavior. Battered children learn to harm themselves. Children of abuse learn how to abuse others. Violence results in stress, depression, and flashbacks. Battered children take on adult roles prematurely. Battering creates isolation. Family violence results in behavioral problems. Battering creates low self-esteem. A violent home means feeling powerless. Violence creates constant anxiety. A battering home means living in constant fear. Battering means emotional abandonment. Older children see and hear violence. Battering adversely affects infants and toddlers. Battering causes damage and stress to the fetus.
So yes, all of these things happen with emotional, physical, and sexual abuse. And a lot of these um, false beliefs and these lies that I've been talking about get internalized not only by children, but also by adults, by, by everyone that's affected by this. Okay, so um, the next page is called the, well, okay, uh, it's also called the, effect, the effects of, of domestic violence on children. Um, and then it says, please note, anxiety caused by violence affects a child's ability to function and is sometimes attributed to attention deficit slash hyperactivity disorder, learning disorders, and other mental health diagnoses, in parentheses, obsessive compulsive disorder, depression, bipolar, panic attacks, panic attacks, etc. It is important that if your child has been diagnosed with one of these disorders, the psychiatrist, psychologist, or therapist making the diagnosis be aware of the history of family violence so they are able to treat your child appropriately. Every child who is exposed to domestic violence reacts differently, but the behaviors listed below are some of the most common signs that a child is being emotionally affected. If your child has seen, heard, or been aware of the aftermath of violence between you and your partner and has displayed any of the behaviors below, it is important that you seek counseling from a domestic violence services agency for both you and your child. Um, and I just want to note that these things, it's not, it's not necessarily like just if there's been um, marital abuse that's been um, uh, witnessed by the child, but it's also um, the, it's also if the child has been abused in any way themselves, again, uh, physically, sexually, or emotionally. So, um, and so here it gives these, these common signs. So the first category that it gives is infants. So it says in infants, uh, the signs are sleep disturbances, in parentheses, sleeping so much that they have to be awakened to eat or a lack of restful sleep. Eating disturbances, in parentheses, always wanting to eat or never wanting to eat. Continual fussing and crying. An inability to be comforted. Being easily startled. In parentheses, exaggerated responses to loud noises or quick movements, often followed by inconsolable crying. Being easily irritated. And listlessness, in parentheses, lethargic, lacking in energy. Then in toddlers toddlers slash preschoolers. Frequent physical complaints, 
in parentheses, chronic stomach aches, headaches, nausea, general aches and pains, unexplained vomiting, difficulty going to bed, frequent nightmares or night terrors, inability to be comforted, slow motor responses slash movements, for example, a physically healthy child who walks very slowly in the playground, rarely runs or engages in physical play, not knowing how or when to play, general sadness, general meanness toward other children and adults, cursing, in preschoolers, and age-inappropriate ability to separate from parents. This is normal in younger toddlers. And then elementary age children, all of the symptoms in toddlers plus difficulty concentrating, consistent inability to complete homework slash tasks, a drop in grades slash consistently low grades, an inability to sit still, stand in line, or follow directions in class, frequent trips to the bathroom, hiding, extreme shyness or being fearful of adults, excessive talking, school phobia, not wanting to go to school, being afraid to leave home, regressive behaviors, returning to behaviors the child has outgrown, such as sucking thumb, wearing diapers, bedwetting, crawling, etc. Bullying other children, cruelty to animals or smaller children, and general acting out behavior. Then adolescence, property destruction, self-destructive behavior, frequent physical complaints, cruelty to animals, smaller children, peers of the opposite gender, truancy, aggressive slash violent behavior, frequent fighting, running away, drug and alcohol abuse, suicidal talk threats or attempts, nightmares, carrying or keeping weapons, depression, sleep disorders, sleeping too much or inability to eat, eating disorders, extreme nervousness, obsessive slash compulsive behaviors, counting everything, rechecking everything, obsession with cleanliness, compulsive hair pulling, nail biting, washing, etc. Isolation and lack of, lack of involvement with peers, community, school, or family. So uh, now that we know all of the all of the different issues that domestic violence can cause, the next page is entitled What All Children Need. Love. All children need to feel loved and wanted, that they matter very much to someone, and that they're are people near them who care what happens to them. Security. All children need to know that their home is a good, safe place they can feel sure about, that their parents or other protective adults will always be on hand, especially in times of crisis when they need them most, and that they belong to a group, that there is a place where they fit in. Acceptance. All children need to believe that they are liked for themselves just the way they are, that they are liked all the time and not only when they act according to others' ideas of the way a child should act, that they are always accepted 
even though others may not approve of the things they do, and that they will be able to grow and develop in their own way. Control. All children need to know that there are limits to what they are permitted to do and that they will be held to those limits. And that though it is all right to feel jealous or angry, they will not be allowed to hurt themselves or others when they have these feelings. Guidance. All children need to have friendly help in learning how to behave toward persons and things and adults around them who show them by example how to get along with others. Independence. All children need to know that they will be encouraged to try new things and grow and that there is confidence in them and in their ability to do things for themselves and by themselves. Protection. All children need to feel that they will be kept safe from harm and that when they must face strange, unknown, and frightening situations, someone will be there to help. Faith. All children need to have a set of moral standards to live by and a belief in the human values of kindness, courage, honesty, generosity, and justice. So the next page is called Love and Care for Your Children. Nurturing Children. Trust and respect. Acknowledge children's right to have their own feelings, friends, activities, and opinions. Promote independence. Allow for privacy. Respect feelings for the other parent. Believe your children. Provide emotional security. Talk and act so that children feel safe and comfortable safe and comfortable expressing themselves. Be gentle, be dependable. Provide physical security. Provide food, shelter, clothing. Teach personal hygiene and nutrition. Monitor safety. Maintain a family routine. Attend to wounds. Provide discipline. Be consistent. Ensure rules are appropriate to age and development of child. Be clear about limits and expectations. Use discipline to give instruction, not punish. Give time. Participate in your child's lives, activities, school, sports, special events and days, celebrations, friends. Include your children in your activities. Reveal who you are to your children. Encourage and support. Be affirming. Encourage children to follow their interests. Let children disagree with you. Recognize improvement. Teach new skills. Let them make mistakes. Give affection. Express verbal and physical affection. Be affectionate when your, when your children are physically or emotionally hurt. Care for yourself. Give yourself personal time. Keep yourself healthy. 
maintain friendships, and accept love. The next page is called Helping Children Heal. Children are always affected when there is violence in their homes. The good news is that children are very resilient. There are many things that parents can do to help their children heal from the effects of experiencing or witnessing family violence. The most important ways to help your children involve simple activities that support, reassure, and nurture them. To help your children heal, you first you must first you must trust that you can help them. Remember that you are your child's most important teacher. Make time to give your child individual attention every day. Even a few minutes goes a long way. Play a card game. To, some examples are play a card game together, play tic-tac-toe together, sing a song together, enjoy the little caring moments, hugs, jokes, holding hands, talking about the day, share a snack, read your children a book, cook or bake together, draw a picture together, take a walk together, make up a story together. Next is initiate conversation about the violence. It is important your children know that it's okay to talk about the abuse. It will also help to identify another safe and objective person outside of the family that your, chi that your child can talk to about the violence, such as, such as a therapist or clergy person. Check the items, oh, sorry, <laughs> that, was, that was for the worksheet part. Mo so most importantly, tell your children the violence is not their fault. If you do nothing else, do this. Acknowledge the violence with simple facts. Mom and dad had a fight, mom got hurt, things like that. Try not to assign blame and don't badmouth your partner or ex-partner in front of the children. Assure your children that all feelings are okay. Try to help them to identify and talk about your feelings and talk about their feelings. Tell your children it is always okay to love all of your family members, even after a family member has hurt them or you. Give reassurance. I know it was scary. I love you. Give your ch children a chance to talk to you about the violence and ask you questions. Encourage them to talk honestly about the violence. Answer your children's questions as honestly and simply as you can. It's okay to say, I don't know. Do not confide in your children about your problems as if they were adults. Remember the purpose is for you to be there to help them, not the other way around. Help your children develop community. This will help them to feel less isolated and alone. Establish consistent routines at home. This will help your children to know what to expect and to feel safe. With younger children, try to have meals, naps, chores, playtime, baths, bedtime, etc. at about the same time in the same order every day. Be more flexible with older kids, but have, have a, set a set dinner time and let them know when all family members are expected home. Below, okay, uh, set firm, loving, and consistent limits. Explain to your child the reason for limits and discipline. 
someone might get hurt, that is not respectful, etc. Use nonviolent discipline. Even a light spanking can be very scary and confusing for a child who has witnessed violence at home. It is important that your child learn that it is possible to solve problems without physical force. Some examples, timeouts, grounding, restriction from TV, computer games, etc. Encourage age-appropriate rules and expectations. Encourage age-appropriate rules and expectations. Do not expect older children to take on adult roles. For example, expecting them to take too much responsibility for younger siblings or confiding in your kids like they are your peers. Talk to adolescents and pre-adolescents about relationships and sexuality. Children who grow up in abusive children who grow up in abusive homes are more likely to get into abusive relationships as teens and as an, and as adults. Help them explore what a healthy relationship means to them and encourage them to get counseling if they are involved in unhealthy relationships. And take time out for yourself. The last page is called Empower Yourself. It says, believe you don't have to live in pain and fear. Remove yourself from the situation. Envision happiness and wholeness. Allow time to heal. Know that you are not alone. Invoke your rights. Notice abusive behaviors. Grieve life's losses. Teach your children alternatives to violence. Hear them when they speak. Envelop them with love and understanding. Cry when you feel like crying. You are lovable and capable. Create a support system. Live your life as you were meant to, free. So that was the end of the handout. And um, thank you for listening. And please just take some time to really think about and just think and ponder over these ideas and think about how you can apply them to your own life and, um, you know, how to, how to stop that cycle of abuse and how to teach your, really how to break the cycle and how to teach your children a different way. A better way to you know just stop that cycle of, of abuse in your family and how to heal yourself and for everyone in the family so yeah thank you for listening and I hope that you are able to learn some really valuable things from from the lesson and just keep hanging in there through all of this COVID stuff and everything that's going on in our world and just remember that you are capable 
and that you are worth it and that what happened to you was never your fault. If you can remember those things, then you are well on your way to healing. So thank you.